0: And I'm hoping that you're uh, listening to this as much as I did today. And it's a reminder that it's not something that we just need to hear once. It's something we need to hear over and over again. Uh, So please don't ever think that as you hear a scripture or read it, that that's it, I'm good. No, there's a reason that people memorize scripture. And it's not to just show what they know, hopefully. It's so that it's inside of them, that they can carry it with them. It's the sword of the Spirit to help us battle this world. See, this world is a beautiful place, right? It can be. I mean, when we really see all the things that God's created, it's amazing. And people are beautiful too. However, we also have sin. And, and, and there's a lot of darkness in the world. But as believers, we're called to light it up. And so to hear from the God who created all of it is pretty important, right? And there's coaches and athletes on here that we're talking to. Uh, Some maybe you're a parent of an athlete or a coach, and you're just listening or maybe you're just somebody who's on here uh, seeing this. But everybody wants to know going into a situation, what's the most important thing I need to know, right? It's it's something that you know all of us would love to hear, and sometimes we don't hear. It. I mean, in a class and and a team practice or whatever. Okay, so what's the focus? And the most successful coaches always have a really clear picture of what what the target is right so this is actually Jesus being asked what's the most important thing but what's really cool about this in the book of Matthew in this part it's not being asked by somebody who really wants to know it's not being asked by somebody who is you know trying to just hear some wisdom this is somebody who's actually trying to trip Jesus up when he asks this question you see Yes, Jesus had the 12, and he had the people following him, and he had all these thousands of people that had seen him perform miracles. He was being praised. He was going from town to town. But he also had some people that were really after him, and those were the Jewish leaders of the time in the church. They were the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and it was almost like two political parties like we see right now, right? And they had some job security in the way that they had things going. The Sadducees were a little bit more connected to the, the pomp and circumstance and all the traditions and the things like that, where as the, the Pharisees, they were more about the law among the people, making sure that people followed it, feeling like they had to be the puffed up people who knew the law so that they could share it with others. And at the end of the day, all of it was about empty religion. And that's what Jesus came to speak out about. He said, you know, all, all, all these things, there's nothing that you can do to live up to all these laws and rules. He's our rescue. That's the reason for that cross. The reason that we celebrate the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, without getting into all that today, I want to be really specific about what he said was the most important thing. So this Pharisee, he he asks him, um, and he's basically like a lawyer, right? So an expert in the Mosaic law. We talked about Moses before how um you know god worked through him he was that leader hundreds of years before jesus right and the laws came through moses the ten commandments that we hear and then those laws got bumped up so at this time now when we're when we're sitting here in jesus's time as he's walking as a man uh, among these people they're like okay so what's the most important among the laws listen what he says uh The guy says, teacher, what's the most important commandment within the law of Moses? And Jesus replies, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. So notice he didn't stop, right? Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Listen to that. So I love that. Jesus didn't just say one. He went ahead and said two. Because those things have to coexist. You can't love God and not love people. Love your neighbor as yourself. They're all our neighbors. See, some of us want to pick and choose who to love. People that agree with us, people that think the same things, people that are from the same background or dress the same or like the same music or on the same team. No, no. We're supposed to love everybody. Yeah, I know what you're sitting there thinking right now. If you're really reflecting and you're looking inward like you're supposed to when you hear the word of God. Not outward, you're supposed to look inward. What is God saying to me? And if you're really looking inward right now, you're probably saying, Man, I'm 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 not really good at loving all people. Me neither. There there are times that I really have to admit that I I, I stunk it up. But again, that's the reason for the cross. So As we hear this, and we realize that everything else falls under this, what better time to focus on it than right now? See, in sports, you're a part of that same fallen world, whether we want to admit it or not. Sports can sometimes be an idol itself. I mean, it's what we pour all of our time and our energy and our effort into, into that sport. Whether you're an athlete or a coach, you can tend to get puffed up because all that training, all that preparation, watching film, whatever it is. And you could look what I built. Look what look what we did. What's your focus? Who are you trying to please? Did you do it? Are you worshiping the provision, the activity, the things that we have, the sport itself, or are you worshiping the provider, the one who strengthened you to be able to do it? The one who gave you the opportunity, the resources, the parents who loved you and trained you up, or, or the tests in your life that made you better. See, we need to always be able to stop and realize who we're doing it for. Martin Luther King, uh, months before he died, gave a speech, and I'll encourage you to look it up on YouTube. Uh, but it's called the Street Sweeper speech, is what it's been c- come to know. And as he's talking, he says a lot of great things. I don't have time to go over all of it, but He's basically telling these students, if you're a street sweeper, be the absolute best street sweeper you can be. And do it to honor God. Like, rem- Remember what, wh- who put you there. So whatever team you're on, whatever team you're coaching, or program that you're a part of, or office that you're working in, or neighborhood, or church group, whatever it is, remember who put you there. And don't just keep doing everything under your own power like I'm guilty of a lot. I have to stop and remember, oh, God, thank you. You gave me this ability. You gave me the opportunities and all the experiences that led up to this moment. If you live like that, we'll all be a lot better off, and so will the people around you. See, as a Christian athlete or coach, you're called to be in that culture and to be different because a lot of people aren't believers. A lot of people are looking at you, and they're saying, what are they about, you know, and We need to show them who we are, whose we are, where we're going, and what our focus is. What's your focus? Who are you trying to please? Are you trying to please your coach? Are you trying to please your parents? Are you trying to please um, your boss? Or are you trying to please the God who created all of it and made it, made it possible? I love you guys. I hope you have a great week. I'm praying for you. I hope you're praying for one another.